are listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom, and I have nothing witty to say today. Uh, yeah, this is a weird episode because we're doing our main episode in the middle of the week because the playoffs are this weekend, so we had to switch around the order of the episodes on you guys a little bit here. So it's kind of an odd situation for all of us. Exactly. Not one that we, uh, you know, this is the middle of the work week. Can't really get as excited about everything. Um, but we're going to do our best tonight. And, uh, you know, this is Wednesday for us, so push us through to the next half, the second half of the week, get us excited about some things, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're saying it's the middle of the work week. It's the middle of year end. I am feeling it, brother. It's <laughs> it's fun right now in, in Counting World. I'm kind of running out of you. So, and, you know, I, I'm in, I'm back in banking. I do have some uh, of a close, but we finished our close yesterday. That's how little of a close my sector of banking has, and that's in, you know, custodial CDs. Now we do have a lot of uh, tax stuff to do 1099 stuff. And really I'm boring the heck out of all of our listeners right now. I bet. But yep. uh, yeah, so we got that going on, but so, but it's definitely not a full year end anymore. So I feel for you there. Definitely don't miss those days, but let's talk about something other than finances because it's uh, let's, let's be honest. Finances at year end is a bit of a, uh, a depressing thing for accountants because it's, <laughs> yeah, I understand. I know <laughs> what, what the folks didn't see off camera. Um, so <laughs> instead of doing that, why don't you uh, get us into the 2020 NFL playoff seedings? Because, yes, folks, we do have seedings. Yeah, the playoffs will be happening. I know no one thought they could play 16 games in the NFL season. Guess what? It happened. And we have seen for you guys after everything that happened in week 17, all the shenanigans. Thankfully, we know what's happening. Unfortunately, in the NFC, we know that the number one seed is the evil green and yellow team that heals from Green Bay, Wisconsin. They will have a bye in the first round after they shellack the Bears. I, I would like to air a grievance right now. Why did they wait so long to do it? I was waiting for them to shellack us the whole game and wait until the very end where I had hopes. We might win the game, and then they shellacked us. So that's a grievance I have against that team right now. I completely agree. Uh, and the wild card games, though, the number seven seed, our Chicago Bears have advanced because Hurrah. the Cardinals lost. And, you know, we should be upset about this because that means our draft pick is going to be worse. But when you're picking 17th or 20th, they ain't much of a difference, statistically speaking. So who gives a rat's anus at that point in time? And they'll be playing the number two seed, the Nolan Saints. And that game will be having 3.30 p.m. Central Time, as I call it, the real time zone, on Sunday, January 10th. That game will be playing on CBS, Nickelodeon, and Amazon Prime. If Drew Brees loses to the Bears in the Glen, he has to retire because that would just be a comedy in of itself because that's how I feel about the game. But we'll go if into that being, on Friday. If this is being broadcast on Nickelodeon, I think loser gets slimed. That, that, should, be, that should be the punishment. Absolutely. And the second game, we have the, the LA Rams, the sixth seed, they advanced after beating the Cardinals. And the three seed, the Seattle Seahawks, who won the NFC West, they will face each other for a third time Saturday, Saturday January 9th at 3.30 p.m. on Fox. So normal Fox show for an NFC game. 
And the third game, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers are the five seed. We knew that pretty much going into the week 17. But the four seed, the Washington football team, who advanced because the Eagles decided to choke in the middle of a game, very blatantly, might I add, and they won the NFC least. That game will be at 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, January 9th on NBC. I mean, good golly. That's that's the primetime game that night. It sure is. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see with uh, recent uh, events in uh, Washington football team's area, um, how they plan to proceed with that game since it will be played in D.C. Um, but as, as you uh, were probably going to get to, Chris, the lowest advancing seed plays the Packers. Yeah. I know you have the EGYT as your, your abbreviation on our notes here in the divisional round. So if the Bear, that means if the Bears win, they play the Bears. That means if we get to Bears, lose a third time to them this year, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I had uh, there was a slight chance when Notre Dame made the college football playoff that they were going to have to face Clemson for a third time. There was that possibility. That was one of the options of all the different web of things that could happen. So, you know, the fear is always there. But uh, that that would also leave then if uh, the Rams win, Bears lose, that means um, Packers would play the Rams. Uh, or if they both uh, lose and Tampa Bay wins, that means they, they play the Tampa Bay plays. Uh, the Packers. So basically it could be a five, six, seven seed. It could be a four seed. Um, so uh, really we, we will have someone uh, either uh, Washington football team, Tampa Bay, the Rams or the bears playing Packers on uh, in the second round. Yeah. If it's Tampa Bay, I hope it's Tampa Bay because that means that the Evil Green Hill team will lose rather early on and we have to deal with them winning. But if it's the Bears, well, we'll just hope and pray that the game's close. I just think that we hope and pray that we can get through the game without any major injuries. How about that? Because we, we're we not making it close. No, no, no. All right, so in the AFC. Make it far, far away so we can get Pace and Nagy fired. Yeah, but they made the plus, so they won't get fired, unfortunately. That's true. All right, in, sorry, I talked too much. Yeah, they're fine. In the AFC, you have the Kansas City Chiefs, which we told you going into week 17. They had the ones he locked up. They get to buy in the wild card game. Now the wild card games. This is where you have every team on this list has 10 wins or more, as opposed to the NFC, where you had the division winner at seven and nine. Let that sink in there for everyone there. The Colts, the number seven seed, will be playing the number two seed, the Buffalo Bills, who I think is the most dangerous team in the playoffs. They will play at 12.05 Central Time on Saturday, Saturday, January 9th on CBS. The Cleveland Browns with no head coach, OC, wide receivers coach, DB, a whole bunch of coaches and players out with COVID will be facing the Pittsburgh Steelers at 7.15 Central Time, Sunday, January 10th on NBC. That would have been a great game had we not had all the COVID-related illnesses happen this week. Who needs a head coach when you got – Baker Mayfield, right? Oh, the head coach was the guy calling the plays. That's the problem. They don't have a play caller now. Oh, <laughs> Baker can do it, right? Yeah, He's yeah. the savior of the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, all kidding aside, that's definitely not a situation they want to be in. Um, you're all your your brains of the operation out. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, and then the third game, the Baltimore Ravens, the five seed, so you'll play the ten seed tens, the four seed. 
on, at 12 o'clock Central Time on Sunday, January 10th on ESPN or ABC, depending on where you're located. And just for all of you out there, this will be the third time these two teams have faced each other in the last 12 months. They faced each other last year in the playoffs, I believe in the wild card round. No, no divisional round, because the Ravens were the one seed. And then once during the season this year, just a preview for all you guys, uh, for our notes on Friday, the Titans are 2-0 against the Ravens in the last 12 months. So this could it be a clean sweep. We don't know, but like we know before, the lowest seed advancing plays the Chiefs in the divisional round of the play in the wild card in the yeah, divisional round. Sorry, <laughs> and, I ex- and I expect that team to be the Titans, but we'll go into that preview later on on Friday when we preview the other games and we say, hey, here's what we think it's going to win. Here's what's going to happen. But gut feeling, and right now, Titans will play the Chiefs in the wild in the divisional round, but we won't go further into that. That's what I'd have to say myself, but yeah, we'll get more into that in our our preview episode later this week. Uh, moving on from football, we've got a doozy for you, something that I know that folks really have been getting into lately, really the last year. So let's go ahead and talk about the show on Disney Plus. The show, yes, the Mandalorian. Show. The oh. Mandalorian is amazing. It is fantastic. I know there's some people who are going to criticize it. It's fantastic. I mean, if you criticize this TV show, you are a hateful person in my estimation because I don't find any fault with the show. As a, as I told, talked to Tom about this, there is a, there's a hierarchy in the Star Wars universe of knowledge. It's still just the Jedi Council. The great, there's Jedi Grandmaster who knows all and is all and knows all. That's probably Star Wars theory the number one YouTube channel for Star Wars. It has more, he has more fans than Lucasfilm has. The official Star Wars page has less fans than he does. He knows more than probably all Lucasfilm combined. Then you have your Jedi Masters, your people who know more in your real life, like Luke, like Nick Hummelin, who's probably our Jedi Master for the show. Myself, I'm probably more of the Jedi Knight. I know a lot about what's going on. I've watched Star Wars like all my life, so I'm pretty familiar with what's happening. And then you have Tom, who's more of the Jedi Padawan, who's just figuring out as he goes along, but that's how it goes. So is there like, anything lower than a Padawan? I feel no, like that's in the Jedi Order, there's nothing lower than a Padawan. Because, and I'm proving how much of a Padawan I am just with that comment. There's, there's either a Padawan or you're not a Jedi, because a Padawan's learning to become a Jedi. <laughs> I don't know if I am. <laughs> as far as this hierarchy goes, you might not want to include me in the Jedi t- uh, tiers. For the sake of the argument, you're a Padawan, but just so you guys know, you have a Padawan and a Knight trying to teach you guys what's happening. And Nick, if you're listening you to this, best. Nick, if you're correcting this, uh, if you're listening to this, please correct us when you come on for the Star Wars episode because and later on in the year because we're going to need your help because, oh boy. <laughs> It's gonna be Claire, rough. You're gonna you're gonna be able to witness our um, well my lack of skills and, and lack of knowledge of the entire Star Wars franchise here in a second, um, yeah. and later on when we have the the full episode discussion. But what do you think? Uh, what you think about this? Time? I mean, I love the show as a Star Wars fan. I got I'm watching like this is Star Wars. This is fantastic. I'm watching a Star Wars TV show. I didn't feel like I was watching something fake or plasticky or right. just a reach for money. Like the more recent Star Wars films, as I've been told. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll get to that later. I'll well, let you. I'll let you give your analysis before I give okay. my analysis before I set the world well, on fire. I, I love John Favreau's work. Outside of even you know outside of Mandalorian, it, uh, he, he's incredibly talented um, as, as a producer, and uh, he, he's got a lot of 
um, incredible work under his belt. Um, so I'm really happy that he is a, a part of this um, Mandalorian creation. It's, um, yeah, you know, as and I told you before the show, I'm coming at this from the average moviegoer, the average TV watcher, because I don't have that same uh, Mandalorian knowledge, or not, not, not Mandalorian, Star Wars knowledge. Excuse me, Star Wars knowledge. Here we go. Like, like we, uh, you know, all that interconnected stuff that happens with Marvel movies, and you know that I love the the Fast and Furious, and I get into all the the fan theories and stuff like that about um, those uh, movie series, and so I don't know that level of detail that that level of information about star wars well i know enough to know kind of like the background and i have seen the movies uh, except for the, mo the most recent one um and so i kind of know in general what i should know about the star wars universe before watching the show so know that going in is that i, I don't know everything not nearly but i don't know nothing so, <laughs> um, but it, I see this as just really an incredible action series. And so for me, there, there are those, those touching moments that I, I think are really cool. Um, so I, that every show needs is kind of the um, emotional side of it. You can't just have go, 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 and um, all action, all shooting, shooting, all things blowing up and spaceship chases. So I do like that there's that, that um, kind of touchy-feely, emotional stuff uh with his relationship with grogu um and so i i think it kind of hits all the major points of a show that you want is it's got the the kind of sci-fi stuff it's got uh, action it's got if you want to call it a car chase or a spaceship chase or whatever it's got that that high speed stuff um and then there's there's kind of um the the other side that's almost a father-son relationship, you want to call it, um, that, that I think is really, really cool. Not necessarily like as, yes, it is pivotal to the show because of um, how the Mandalorian grows throughout uh, the journey. And, you know, he, he becomes less of um, a hard ass, excuse me, um, <laughs> lots of, in, in certain regards. And so, especially when it comes to taking off his, his helmet, you know, that's, that's a huge thing for his, you know, sector of the the mandalorian culture the the cult i think is what it was referred to throughout season there at from bogotan and uh season two yeah. um it, it, an extremist side of the mandalorian i think is how she referred to it um where they don't take off their helmets period um but then you know we saw at the end of season one he had to take his helmet off to to be um be treated um when he was hurt um he took his helmet off at part of the mission with um, I believe it was Miggs Mayfield. Yeah, played and, by Bill Burr. Played by oh, Bill Burr. I love it. It was Bill Burr. I love season one. Yeah. Bill Burr at, at coming in later in the season and then coming back. Yeah. That was fantastic. I just <laughs> um, love that Bill Burr is not an actor. He, he's just a comedian. He's just as angry yelling, and that's about what that, he does. That's, that's, that's his style of comedy. <laughs> that's what's the best part about it. He's, he's just like this angry character, just pissed off, and you know, yeah. And that's kind of what his approach to comedy is. It's not just kind of walking rant about anything. Yeah. I love that, that. You know, they kind of transferred that into his yeah. character, yeah. which is perfect. Um, but then the the third instance that I can think of is when uh, Grogu was leaving with. Um, and then we'll get to, into who he's oh. leaving with. Um, I'll let you do that. I'll save yeah. that for you. Um, but I, I think that, that I like the character development. I like where they're going with this. I 
like also that they've set this up for a little bit more of um, an interesting collide between Bo-Katan and uh, Mando oh, next geez. season because of the dark saber. It looks so I, I, I like where this is going. Um, I, I also think that, um, you know, this is something that if they do it right, if John Favreau keeps uh, producing it the, the way that it should be, it can go for several more seasons. Yep. Just because they don't have Grogu in it actively right now doesn't mean that it's over. I think they have set it up perfectly for the, the recapture, the retaking of Mandalore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And don't forget the name Dave Filoni. He's, he's the other half of this process with uh, John Farrell. They're kind of like, as they're called in the Star Wars universe, the George Lucas disciples. They kind of they work with George Lucas to get his take on what they should do, how the Star Wars universe operates, what lore they need to cover. And that's why this is so good because it's it's Star Wars, man. It's literally Star Wars to the core. They're not trying to deviate from anything. They're just trying to uh, they're trying to keep it true and keep the fans going. It's like what he did with Iron Man, and they kept that going strong. It was really well done. I loved all the little the little itty bitty tidbits that happened throughout the, the show, like when in episode one he first gets Boba Fett's armor from Kyle Van, Van Like, oh my gosh, you're gonna bring back Boba Fett. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yes, I know he lives in, in at the end of in season in episode six, Return of the Jedi. We find out in comic books, but to see that they're actually gonna go along with that in the, the show, I'm like, okay, good sign. I also liked mean, like you said, the other uh, Mandalorians and learning more about Mandalore culture and how uh, Mando. Yeah. Ding Jarn, as he's his name is revealed in episode seven, I want to say it was, it was episode seven of season season one. I can't remember exactly episode seven or eight. They kind of merge together as a good uh, run together episode. But we find out that he's part of the cult uh, that she calls the Zealous Cult, the Children of the Watch. That when we turn to the ancient roots of Mandalorian culture, and so we find that out. He didn't know that he's a foundling, so he's not he's not aware of that part. I also uh, the uh, the secondary character to her to Bogotan's uh, clan cries her group Cusca Reeves. I liked that. Sa- I didn't realize at the time it was Sasha Banks. For those who don't know, she's a WWE wrestler. So yes, I was like, okay, pretty so cool. Which character was that? Cusca uh, Reeves. So the other the other female Mandalorian. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she's a female wrestler. I didn't pick up on her name. I only picked up on Bogotan really. Yeah. So that's, all right. that's, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool. And I, I like okay. a Cara Dune's character. I think Gina Carano does a fantastic job. And and just from a fan's perspective, you can see the difference between a former MMA wrestler and a WWE wrestler in that you're like, okay, one's clearly different than the other. <laughs> there's a difference here, people. <laughs> but we won't get into that. I can go into more how there's not much between some of them, but that one's obvious. She wrestled. She tried to kick people's asses. She does that, but puts on a show. There's a slight difference here, people. But I did like seeing Ahsoka Tano. Fantastic job by Rosario Dawson. She did awesome. I liked the it was the the white sabers. That's awesome. And Tom has a funny instance of how his wife yes. Ahsoka Tano's name. I mean, Ahsoka Tano is the main character. Was one of the main characters in the Star Wars Clone Wars series. She's really important to the to the whole. Star Wars during the Clone Wars and before the Empire because the Empire stuff. So it was cool to see her. But Tom, how did Morgan remember Ahsoka Tano's name? <laughs> so it was Ahsoka Tano and Bo-Katan. Like we we're both trying to think of their names because we heard them briefly in um, prior episodes. Yeah. She was like, "What's that? What's that one chick? The, the, the one girl's name? Um, it's uh, you know, Sokotoa." <laughs> 
so control and like <laughs> I, I don't know Bokatan, and then we had to look it up. Like, but for those of you who don't know, Sokotoa is a trigonometry reference. Yeah. And but like we were dying, but she loves talking about it now. And now that's all we call her. Yeah. You know. So I like I don't. I mean, I'll remember uh, a Sokotano. Sorry, I always do the uh, emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, and then, uh, but then Bokatan too. It's like well. Now we're not going to call him either. We're both. We're going to call him both Sokotoa. It's you know <laughs> because because of that. So uh, yeah, again, nothing you know pivotal to the the show at all. But just now we can't watch it without saying, "I wonder if Sokotoa is going to show up." Oh yeah, and I also I like that she hopefully gets to show up a, a little bit more, and it looks yeah. like she's going. She might have her own like spinoff series, like they set up with or going after. Uh, Oh, Marshall Thrawn, whatever his name is. I can't remember. I know he's Thrawn, but I don't remember his official title in the Empire. That I didn't watch the Rebels TV show. Sorry, guys. That's not in my Rolodex of information. But I also like that we got Fennec Shand back from season one. It's like, okay, so she did live when we saw Boba Fett apparently find her in the desert. So they're even right for the same back in season one, which is pretty cool. And just the whole episode eight. Oh, we got Mando, Kara, Boba Fett, Shand, and... Everyone going at it, tr- and Koska Reeves trying to rescue Grogu and get the, the mm-hmm. dark saber and fighting off Moff Gideon and trying to take out dark troopers. It was a fantastic fight scene, fantastically done. It looks like they're gonna lose. And then who shows up? Who who could show up to save the day? It's Mark I mean, who could do it? The <laughs> great and wonderful Luke Skywalker shows up. When the, I saw the X-Wing pull in, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be Luke Skywalker. We're going to see Luke Skywalker. And then he comes out and he's kicking all bunch of fun. Like, I almost cried. I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I almost cried. I thought, like, wow. oh my gosh, I'm getting Luke Skywalker. I'm getting Luke Skywalker I wanted in episode 789. I'm getting the Luke Skywalker, the guy who rebuilds the Jedi Order, the, the, the guy who saves the, the rebels from the Empire. I'm, I'm getting the hero. I'm getting Luke Skywalker. This is fantastic, and I love yeah, as well as people nearly cried because it was like, oh my gosh, this is who I wanted in, in the sequel trilogy, and I didn't get him, and this is now makes me hate them even more. Sorry, I know. Full circle. Yeah, I shouldn't use I shouldn't use the word hate, but I I just I literally despise those movies with the passion of fiery sons because of what they did to Luke Skywalker, and like Tom referenced, we do see Mando develop, we do see him become less of the cult of the child children on the watch and more. Sort of Mandalorian ish, somewhere between Boba, someone more like Boba Fett, but also closer to Bo Katan. It's kind of an interesting dynamic there. But still, like, you know, probably the most awesome character just because of, you know, how he fights and how he um, oh, yeah. flies the ship and how he shoots and all that stuff. That, you know, he, he's still, he's showing he's, he's, um, that's still the most dynamic character on the show. Oh, yeah. He is uh, which is, I mean, he's intended to be. So that's, that's why he's there. Um, but in case you didn't catch the back to the Luke Skywalker thing, that it's Mark Hamill uh, <laughs> reference. That that was back to um, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah. There is um, an episode where uh, Howard uh, finds Mark Hamill's dog, Bark Hamill, um, who uh, and then uh, shows up or calls him name on the or number on the the tag and everything and. Uh, Mark Hamill shows up and uh, picks up the dog, and he opens the door and has to close it real quick because he's like, "It's Mark Hamill," and like is about to cry himself. So, as soon as I saw the the hood 
and the, the, the green saber uh, turned to Morgan like, it's Morgan, just joking, because yeah. we had just seen that episode of Big Bang like two days before. And then as soon as he showed his face, I looked at him and I was like, I was right. <laughs> I yeah. got a Star Wars thing. <laughs> oh, man. But that, that scene was so epic. Like, oh, my goodness. It's fantastic. Like you said, I think season three is said to be more of the line of Mando and, or mm-hmm. Ding Jaren and Bo-Katan working together to retake Mandalore. And then the infight between them as technically Mando is the rightful ruler of Mandalore because he has a dark saber because he defeated Moff um, Gideon in single combat for the saber with his Beskar spear, which he got in episode five, which that Beskar spear is awesome. Love it. Yes. That was, yes, that's pretty fantastic. Pretty cool, and you got to see we got to see how awesome Beskar is against lightsabers. Like, oh my gosh, he fought Ahsoka Tano without having a weapon to fight her with. Because he's like, no, block, 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 don't kill me. <laughs> Hold on for his life. Yeah, yeah. So I think season three is going to be fantastic. We probably will see more of Grogu train with Luke. I would hope. I, I hope they, I hope they put that in there as part of the show. No. I kind of was worried that they wouldn't because they really set it up to be more of the the retaking of cat of mandalore yeah. um and and let and more of like you know grogu is now gone right and so i'm i'm kind of worried that they won't um i'm not going to speculate on whether they will bring him back or not um but you know also there, there's uh, what way are they going to communicate they didn't have any way to communicate or find him before and so uh you know it'll, it'll be interesting how they try to work that in if they do um, cause I, I don't, you know, if they're going to try to work it in, I don't want it to be forced because it kind of was a natural exit too. Right. I mean, yeah, you don't want to force it. You want to keep it as it is. If, if anything, don't show it. If you want to force it, I, that's right. my opinion. But the force is how they would find it. If you, episode five, Luke can sense Leia and Han in the forest using the force and he, can, he knew where they were even without them telling him because he sensed where they were. So that's a little Star Wars reference for well, I'm, I'm talking like, you know, how are, how is um, Mando going to communicate with um, Skywalker? Then he doesn't have the force himself. And so that, that's, that's, that's more my side is like, you know, if they need to contact or whatever, that was. And then, again, this is coming from a guy who doesn't know all the ins and outs of, of the Star Wars movies. If, if Luke meditates, he can sense the future. That's how he found out where Luke and Le- how Leia and Han were go- going to get captured by Boba Fett in episode five. Because if you meditate, you might get premonitions from the force. So. So maybe there's something there that they that they work in the the Jedi meditation and show you know previews or somehow makes a connection of um, finding out what's going to happen to Mando and then them trying to be a part of it. So yeah, we can see that. You know, and like I said though, I just I, I don't want it to to look like they're trying to do too much because they've everything has flowed really nicely thus far. Absolutely, I agree. I would imagine that this is probably going to be about this time next year. Well, not this time next year, but like um, October, November next year when this uh, comes back, because that's about when it, uh, the timing of, you know, the first ones were around fall, winter last year of 19, and then they came back about fall of uh, 20 this uh, this past year. So we can expect maybe, you know, October of 2021. Obviously, they haven't said anything about that yet, but they got plenty of work to do to, to get things to flow well into this kind of new era of Mandalorian is what I'm going to call it without so much Grogu. Okay. There. He's not going to be as present unseen. I think that's, that's for sure what we're, we know is, you know, now that he's made that transition with Skywalker, he's not going to be with Mando, obviously, and so he's not going to be shown as much on screen. So right. I think that's going to be kind of the biggest transition for them going into season three is how are they now going to fill 
the character hole that Grogu fit. Uh, the, the cutesy fangirl role. Exactly. You know, he was the, the, the cute puppy on screen, as what I'm gonna call it is you know, and, and he was he was definitely a pivotal character and but drew a lot of focus. And so now that the focus of their daily missions is not gonna be getting him back to his people, the, you know, it's gonna take a different direction. Right. I think that's gonna be huge how they handle that bit. Uh I think I think they'll be fine knowing John Favreau and Dave Filoni how they've been doing it. They're they've been handling it very very well. I I foresee good things. I also liked at the end. I don't know if you saw all the way to the credits. They set up that Boba Fett will have his own TV show, The Book of Boba Fett. So Boba Fett and, yeah, no. and Finnick Sean, we're gonna have their own TV show. I saw that like oh my gosh, they they killed. Oh, I can't remember her name now. These the right hand woman to to Jabba to Jabba the Hutt. Now he's like what the leader of the Hutt clan. I don't know how that works out. I apologize. I can't remember her name on the top of my head. Someone will Nick, if you listen to this, please text me and yell at me for forgetting her name. But I, I think it's gonna be cool. And I and you all right, so you know how much I love sitting through the credits yeah. uh, for at a Marvel movie for the end scene. I didn't know there was supposed to be an end scene, so I haven't seen that post credit scene for oh. Mando now. Now I and, and my I, I knew about this weeks ago. Uh, my mother-in-law told me like, did you watch the post-credit scene? I was like, the what now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I still have not gone back to watch that, but I've got to because if it's setting up another you know spinoff and now or uh, at least another um, arm or branch of the storyline, that I definitely got to know what's going on. TV show coming December twenty twenty one. They said so. It's coming out right after Mando season three. The Book of Boba Fett comes out is what I'm guessing is going to happen. So it's going to be yeah, Star right. Wars. You're probably gonna like you know that same fall release timeline for Mando um, season three, and then kind of like push it right into Book of Boba because that's about. I mean, you know, we we uh, had new episodes of Mando through what mid December. Yep. So probably expect the same timeline. Yeah, this is going to be huge because it's kind of setting up like the um, sort of in the fashion of a Star Wars of the uh, Marvel universe where they have the uh, their their own semi universe behind the Mando section, and it's kind of interesting how this Divine Lucasfilm because you have Kathleen Kennedy who's like the head honcho Lucasfilm, and she her babies were the sequel trilogy, which everyone can't stand because they were just a reach for money. And now she's doing her own things. It's kind of more of a political bent by John Farrow and Filoni are doing Star Wars, Star Wars, and you're trying to see the divide between those two forces. And the fans are migrating to Favreau and Filoni, and it's kind of taking off the real, the official heads of Lucasfilm, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it, it certainly is. As a background guy, but yeah, let us know what you think about Mandalorian season two. I think it's going. I think season three is going might be even better. I don't know how you top the, the end of season two with Luke Skywalker showing up saving the day. I I don't know if it's possible to top that episode, but I think they're gonna have a good thing going forward because they have the right characters and the right actors in those roles going forward. So I think it's gonna be an excellent, excellent show. Absolutely agree, and I can't wait. Um, you know, hearing that Book of Boba is gonna be December of twenty one. I'm really hoping that we get our, our usual um, Mando in late fall next year, or not next year, 2021. We're in 21 now. So, um, yeah, really looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but now, keeping with the TV show theme, 
we wanted to talk about um, so some of our, our favorite things from TV shows that are made up just from that TV show universe, if you will. So um, we'll give examples, of obviously, of our favorite things, but things that don't necessarily exist in the real world, but just are part of the culture that they have written into the shows. And it's not every show, not every show has that. A lot of um, more recent shows actually um, embrace modern and, and current culture to make them more, um, I, make uh, the, the listeners, uh, the viewers um, identify with the characters more, I suppose. You know, that way it's like it feels more real. Um, but we're, we're talking some, some other shows that, that we've watched, some of them as we were growing up, um, and, and other more recent, just that that really kind of take on more of their, their own culture and create their own um, background for, for everything that's totally different than what we have in the, the normal, real, everyday, current world. Um, so, Chris, you, you had one. We're not going to go into too many, but uh, you had a few that you wanted to share. So go ahead and, and kind of lead us off. Yeah, so I have really two major shows I have on this list. Uh, Seinfeld and Married with Children. But I'm going to go with one that people don't think about. It's just for a tournament. It's just one time it shows up. It's a perpetual motion squad from the Big Bang Theory or PMS. All that long, y'all. <laughs> as Howard yells. And I think it's a fantastic name. I laugh whenever I hear it because I think uh, you can just think of something else when you hear PMS. Like, oh, boy. And then, and they're like, emotions call. What were you thinking? Things you wouldn't see in a normal no. Uh, no, like university physics bowl. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there is. Anyway, for- that one is actually really clever. Not the army ants, but you know, the- <laughs> it might be, it might, it might be normal for a physics bowl, but. You don't think of doing that for no, everything else. I thought it was funny, yeah, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Even just like a quiz bowl or like uh, you know one of those just trivia night type of things. You know that's that's type of the type of excuse me lisping um, uh, type of name that you don't really think that would actually pass through. <laughs> that's, that's something that you'd think even like organizers of an event would maybe go. You know what? We're gonna <laughs> mix this one. We're gonna name them the red team. Yeah, you're gonna get well, a new I, name. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, I I love that name. But just, I'm gonna try to go one and the other just so we can go back and forth. So I'm not yeah, ending everyone's so time. What what you have? Because I've got more stuff there. <laughs> so, um, I, I I'll say I'll save um, you know another one for for after, but. Uh, you know, I, I like, I, I love The Office. I, I <laughs> it's, it's my favorite TV show of all time. Um, we, we've had this, this discussion, we know this. Um, and there's not necessarily a lot that's like different, but I think that some of the things that are recurring or then end up making a uh, bigger difference. So, you know, um, Sabre is not a real, I mean, obviously Dunder, Dunder Mifflin is not a real company either, but they act like they're this huge corporation that's actually on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. Um, which is uh, what, what DMI dummies, mor- morons, and idiots? Yes. Um, was the, the <laughs> exchange uh, uh, number? So like, I I love uh, you know that they kind of like made that part of it. As you know, yeah, the New York Stock Exchange is real, but not their not their their company. Um, and then 
also the Saber um, printer company, uh, technology company that bought out Dunder Mifflin has the pyramid that is basically an iPad, but kind of making fun of how big iPads got for a oh, while. Oh, yeah. like, like back in that, you know, that time that like the iPad really was about as big as a laptop screen. Like, yeah. and it, it, I'm looking at my laptop screen here and thinking, yeah, I saw people in in college that had iPads that were about that big. Yeah. So I think it was, it's kind of like throwing throwing shade at, at um, Apple for that. That like it was this huge honking thing, um, and then also the the ridiculous triangle pyramid phone or whatever oh. possible to to talk on. So like these are obviously things that would never. Uh, you know, you'd be passed because no one thinks to have a triangle shaped phone or tablet or anything in a usable platform. Uh, it's all square because that's what is most efficient and effective. Um, so to, to see that like this was really sold and yeah, like this is the future of, of technology and you know, obviously it's all satire, but um, I, I love that that was like a huge part of, was it season eight? Yes, yeah, season eight. Season, eight, season nine was uh, the final season that I've only watched once because every time I watch it, I want to vomit. It's all right. I'm gonna say there are some cringy moments during it. I'm just I'm just gonna leave it in that. But we're not here to talk about the show. So yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things. Also, the Scranton Strangler. Yeah. By the way, Toby is the Scranton Strangler. It is Toby Flanderson. It is Toby Flanderson. Um, but just the fact that he's he's like part of nat of national news of local news and he's the biggest thing there is about it yeah so i i love that that is um a big part of it also there you know there's things like the address um of the the building 1725 slough avenue yeah. and slough, that address does not exist in scranton pennsylvania it is a um it's a uh oh it's a tribute to the original um, office from the UK version that was based in Slough was the name of the, the city. So that's all that is. And then also, uh, I believe it's season seven, Charles Minor came from Satakoi Steel. And uh, that was the season six. Six? Yeah. It was, it was end of six, wasn't it? Yeah. It was end of six. Um, anyway, uh, it came from Satakoi Steel. And that's actually tribute to the actual name of the street in California where they did the filming, where the, the actual building, the office building that they used for the set um, was. And so that, that was kind of the, the play there. Um, so I, I liked how they kind of like worked those things in. Yes, those are real names of real places, but they don't exist outside of that universe. That, of course, deal isn't a real thing. Um, 1725 Slot Avenue doesn't exist in Scranton. I looked it up. I tried to find it. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's things like that. I love it. And, you know, just there's there's a dozen more, but I think those are the biggest ones that I wanted to hit. Yeah. So those are all fantastic. I, I actually did not – I forgot, like, how many fake real things happened in that, that show. Yeah. I'm like, a lot of it's kind of like – yeah, it's just under Mifflin, so it's a made company, but happens to realize so it's kind of like the whole thing is is a made up uh, reflection of real life. But for me, I thought of two things from our, uh, from Married with Children. Uh, the one of them is the Alice Perry TV show Psycho Dad. I will not sing the theme song for you guys. It makes me laugh when I when I hear it, but others may not like it as much. I think it's I think it's absolutely fantastically funny for me. Uh, and then the secret society he formed, the secret society of No Ma'am, the National Organization of Men Against Amazonian Masterhood. 
<laughs> in response to all the oh. things that are happening in the 90s. And, and like, all right, maybe we could use that nowadays. But hey, that's just my opinion, and I'm going to stick to it. I like it. I think it's funny because it, it, it's clearly a ridiculous organization. There's a lot of stupid things like take over the Jerry Springer show, runs around, just does nothing but drink beer and complain about everything. It's just a, it's just a goofy thing that men talk about doing, but we don't do anything about because it's just what we do. We, I just love it. I think it's a great society name and I think it's fantastic that they make, there's only t-shirts people own that have no man on it. You can buy them on, on oh, awesome. I've, I think those are funny and fantastic. Absolutely. And I, I know people who they, while they may not know that that was uh, a thing on the show, they, they definitely have that approach to life. No. <laughs> <laughs> We all know one. Let's uh, let's face it. We all know someone who does that. Uh, maybe not. Maybe in their spare time, but we know one. Um, and if you don't know one, I have some news for you. It's probably you. It's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> so that and I, I love that you brought up that show because that's one that I didn't uh, I didn't really watch a lot. And so uh, Psycho God. Yeah, I love. Uh, well, that you brought that up because Al Bundy, great character. Ed O'Neill is hilarious. Man so. of the century. Certainly was, certainly is. So, um, uh, I'm gonna bring up my. I'm gonna. It's my honorable mention, but we're really not ranking these things. It's yeah. just something that, like, I had a hard time really thinking of of anything. And I know that you had something that I'm just gonna let you uh, have that you know you reminded me of. But um, the home improvement um, is uh, with uh, Tim Allen. Tim the Toolman Taylor um, has his own TV show. Obviously, the TV show is made up, but that's his job. So I don't really count that. Um, but Binford Tools, everything Binford Tools is always like, you know, it's the biggest of everything. It's the, the biggest nail gun, the biggest jackhammer, stuff like that. And then he builds it bigger and makes this up. Somehow, every time, bypasses the safety protocols in every Binford tool and makes it have more power. So I love that, you know, he kind of does that to the tools is like, you know, they're all, it's, it's the ridiculous setting. It's the 11 on the volume setting for everything. Yeah. Um, and then one of the regular guests that they have on um, the uh, the show there, the um, in the studio is a guy who um, he he always uh, talks about Saginaw Cheese as the the sponsor of the episode. And Saginaw Cheese, I don't know actually, I didn't look it up if it actually exists. There might be because. Um, it's Michigan, and they you know, they do cheese too, just like Wisconsin. But the, the phrase is Saginaw cheese, cheese, it's good. And so that was like, <laughs> like, wow, that's probably someone's slogan. That's just really cheesy. Yes, pun intended. Um, for for that. Um, so I, I love that. And then another one was um, when Brad is looking at where he wants to go to college. He's got all these ridiculous colleges that you know don't exist, um, and one that really stuck out in my mind was Tahiti Tech. Um, and he's looking through the brochure, and uh, his brother Randy uh, looks over his shoulder and is like, "They really let girls walk around campus in their bikinis?" And he goes, "That's the dean." <laughs> so I was just like, I love it. It's obviously, it's obviously fake. I don't even. There's no Tahiti Tech. There's no teens oh, walking around in bikinis on campus. But I'm just like, just the fact that they threw that in there. They let them dress like that on campus. That's the dean. So yeah, I, I, I had to throw that one in there. Not necessarily, um, you know, culture or regular reference, but 
Um, that one always just Tahiti Tech. Tahiti Tech, yeah. Always, uh, always makes me laugh. Oh, fantastic. So um, the one I think Tom was alluding to was from my favorite TV show, Seinfeld. It's Festivus. It's the main holiday. I mean, it's a holiday that doesn't really exist outside of Seinfeld, but now it exists because of Seinfeld, and it's a fantastic holiday. Uh, when we are eventually back to normalcy, I don't know when that's going to be. I hope it's soon with the vaccine and everything. I, for Christmas, decorations around the office, I will put a Festivus pole in my cubicle, and that will be my decorations for Christmas time that, that year just because I know no one else is going to get it. It'll just be me laughing and that's okay. I know I'm crazy. People do not worry about me. I know I am. So it's all right. But also something else that goes along with the Festivus episode, uh, George makes up a, uh, a donation f fund uh, because this is based on the writers who always every year Kessel Rock will give a donation in their name to a charity. And that was their present from Kessel Rock. It's really stupid, but Hey, so George made up the human fund. It's money for people. <laughs> money for people. <laughs> That's the name of the human fund they they gave money to for his boss, and that was his don that was his gift to his boss. For his hundred dollars of the money for the human fund, money for people. Which <laughs> is clearly uh, made up fun. I, I love the it. Fund. Yeah, That's the great. human fund, money for people. So, money for people. I so, love it. So we, you may see us give a donation in your name next year to the human fund from more more from Chris and Tom for all of you listeners out there. Yes, with all the money that we have made from doing this podcast, we will make a donation in each and every one of your names. Um, and, of course, we are talking about the zero dollars and zero cents uh, because we don't do this for money. So, <laughs> but, yeah, you can expect a big cardboard check made out to the Human Fund with your name on it. That means absolutely everything. Absolutely. Uh, so now we have reached that point in the show that I – you know, it, it holds, I hold it near and dear to my heart, and that is because for the past five weeks I have held the honor. Now, finally breaking the streak because I gifted it to him. Yes, I gave you every opportunity. You didn't want, want to give that Packer speech. Yeah. I felt it was only fair. Um, and my wife said, Why did you give him the third game? You should have still done a coin flip so that he could have <laughs> So she was more mad that I made you or gave you the pick. Anyway, we've reached the point of the week where I mute myself, cannot respond. I'm, I'll give a few uh, words at the end, thanking you for your time. But Chris being the winner and Tom being the uh, loser of week 17, Chris, take it away with your victory speech. Just a warning to all you, it's going to be a little bit of a speech because I kind of had dragged on some thoughts today. Um, and we're back to where this whole thing started with me winning the pickums, and we're back to normalcy. This should be a dress occasion. We should have some fun with it. It's a it's a good day. We're back to normal. <laughs> but uh, I, and I had a good victory speech. I've been playing for a month. A month I've been playing this one. Uh, it was going to be fantastic. Something I've been wanting to talk about. Tom would know what I'm talking about when he heard the names of the games I was going to talk about. But um, I'm not going to give this speech today. Uh, because a truly historic moment happened to, on this day, January 6th, 2021. And I know many people think about the good times as historical, like Jackie Robinson being the first African-American man to play in the MLB, or Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. This one's all set for man, one generally for mankind, yes. However, historical moments can also be tragic, like, for instance, the Baltimore Colts leaving for Indianapolis in the middle of the night, and no one's the wiser. Or the Holocaust, both tragic moments on different scales, one in sports, one in real death, 
But you see, my friends, history is neither good nor bad. Neither awe-inspiring or horrifying. History is a chronological record of significant events, such as those affecting a nation or institution, often including an explanation or of their causes. For the record, that's not my own definition. That's from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. If I was that articulate, I would be in a different field in accounting. But th that's neither here nor there. With that explanation out of the way, today I, around, I believe it's 1 p.m. Central Time, I mean 2 p.m. Uh, it might have been noon. I can't try to find a, a correct timeline. It's impossible, this sort of thing. Writers who happen to support President Trump, uh, Trump's assertion that the 2020 general election was rigged, stormed the U.S. Capitol building in D.C., and they fought their way through cops and other law enforcement officers and forced their way into the chambers of con Congress. Thankfully, 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 the House and Senate members were, were safely escorted out of the chambers before the writers got that far, so none of them got hurt. Yes, we may all dislike politicians. We may all think they should be on pig farms, but we don't want to see anyone get hurt. It's not a good situation. But there was uh, the writers were cleared by SWAT National Guard by 6:30 p.m. or so Central Time this evening. However, one of the writers was shot and has died. She is now with us. is a is a tragedy loss of life, no matter how you look at it. And uh, this is historical because this is the first time since 1814. During the War of 1812, I confirmed this on, on the Googles. I confirmed this with Waldeck, who's a history major. I, and I would like to just point out, I know this before CNN and all the other news agencies pointing this out. I recognize this before it was pointed out in the news, that this was the first time this was seized by force since that point in time. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just happy I noticed something that everyone else missed for three hours. But whether or not you believe the election was stolen or not, this is not the proper way to have your opinions heard. Whether you vote for President Trump or President-elect Biden, this is a dark, dark day in our nation's history. Not since the 1860s has our country been more divided, and we can debate why that is. My opinion, largely due to social media companies, newspapers, Hollywood, because everyone's divided in their own little social media bubbles, and we don't talk to each other like we should. And you see, such events only occur when people feel fear their way of life is at stake. I mean, some of you may agree with the writers, and some of you may not. But it is incontrovertible, it is an incontrovertible truth that such events do not occur in normal circumstances. And my friends, this is not normal circumstances by any stretch of the imagination. Pandemic, locked up, crazy election conspiracy not stuff, maybe some real allegations, but it's a lot of weird stuff happening. But my dear brothers and sisters, my fellow Americans, and any international listeners we have, this is a dark day, but it could also be the event that pulls this country together. Both those on the right and left of the political aisle could see what their rhetoric has caused and try to strike backwards the middle and start working together again. However, this could be the beginning of the dissolution of the United States and maybe this time for it. It could just split it, fracture in two and we be two nations. My friends, I wish I had the ability to see into the future, but I do not. So I cannot tell you what may come. All I can offer is some advice. Let us all strive to not see the worst in people. Let us strive to better understand our friends, our neighbors who may disagree with us, politically speaking, of course. If they like the Green Yellow team, you don't have to understand them. That's just how it goes. Kidding, kidding, Morgan, kidding all the Green Bay fans out there. Uh, I like to rag on this. Is more That's a friendly ragging, not a anything serious. Uh, that Because we can't be divided by our political uh stuff we can't be divided by our gender sexual preference race creed nationality we must work together to heal our fractured nature and our world to find a better way to live 
in a way that closely resembles peace in our world. As I've said, I don't know what has happened this day, whether it would be positive or negative change, but that's for history to decide. Let's see what happens. Let's be calm, cool, collected, and work together to make a better place for the future generations to live in and not continue down this dark, treacherous path. And with that, Tom, I finish my victory speech and let you give your response. That was well articulated, and uh, I thank you for that. Um, and and like, like you said before, this was not intended to be um, a political show. We, did, we actually want to be a safe haven from politics. But like you said, this is, this is history that has uh, made itself very apparent. Um, and and I, I do agree with you that no matter what side of the aisle you, you lean towards, no matter who you vote for, no matter what your, your preferences are in, in your life choices, you, um, it is easy to see that we are divided as a nation and need to get back to a sense of unity. Um, and so I think you, you've stated that very clearly and very well. Um, so hopefully our, our small audience that we have um, can agree that, that now is the time not to um, divide it's ourselves more, but to in, our, in each in our own lives and our own worlds um, be a change toward unity, toward togetherness, like we have had before in our lives, but are not seeing um, to the extent that we want at this time. So thank you for that, sir. You're welcome. I try to keep it on a just a pure circle now and keep everyone in the know because it, it seems like you have to do it on this day. If there's any other day, if this was th Thursday we were recording the show, maybe we skip by it. Everyone else is talking about it. We can be the light side of things. But on this day, much like 9-11, when, when the world stood still, we kind of had to talk about it and at least give our two cents for posterity purposes. Absolutely. Um, I, I couldn't agree more. And um, even though we are not a, a political no, podcast, no, no. We, we do recognize history when it's happened. And that's what happened today. Um, so I, I pray that we can can move forward and see that this is not where we want the nation to continue going um, so that we can become one again as we have before. Um, so I, I, I will pray for um, the leaders of this nation uh, and in the transition of power, regardless of, of who you voted for. Um, that's that's my intent is uh, just to, to, to hope and pray that, um, you know, we can become a, a a single people again. Absolutely, sir. But back to our lighter side of things. This is Sports More with Chris and Tom. We will probably not do another play, a big historical thing like this again. It happens again. I hope not. <laughs> I hope. I hope we do this over another thirty plus years, and nothing like this ever happens again. It's all light side of the news. I, I know. I just hear Tom by saying thirty years, but you never know how long we do this. Hopefully, we never go this deep again. But for more information on our show, please follow the Facebook page or email us at sports and more with CT. That's capital C, capital T, gmail.com. If you want to give us our, your thoughts or questions about the show, or if you like our, our take on Mandalorian or anything else we talked about on the show. Absolutely. Give us your take on your favorite made up things from TV shows. Um, I know that we, we didn't even touch the, uh, the, the Nickelodeon mm -hmm. show uh, culture. 
um, that's out there with Paraphone and, and such. And so I, I think, and uh, what was it, uh, Mocha Cola, Inside Out Burger, stuff yeah. like that. So uh, give us your take on uh, other shows, uh, other show universes, excuse me, and, and all the, the fun stuff that came from that. And, you know, maybe maybe it sparks something that we want to have uh, in a more uh, full discussion later on. Maybe that's, uh, you know, reminds us of something that we remember before. So uh, anyway, um, but in order to do that, you have to go to our anchor page, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, download this episode, which you probably already have if you're listening to this. Um, but while you're there, go check out our prior episodes because maybe you listen to something that uh, really sparks your interest and now makes you want to talk to us more. And that's what that email is for. That's what Facebook is for. So please email us. Please do. Please. I mean, that's what it's there for. We're, we're tired of getting Google support emails. You, uh, <laughs> so uh, we're not going to make any promises that you'll come on the show anymore because, you know, we, that <laughs> it doesn't work. But uh, that's our way for you to interact with us is, you know, the comments on Facebook and messaging and then on uh, email. So please do. That's that's why we're here is to, to interact with you and to keep uh, pushing out content that we enjoy that we hope you do too. And we'll thank all of you, probably the tens and tens of people listening to us about taking our ridiculous rambles and takes on everything from The Mandalorian to TV show shenanigans to a deep, disturbing time in our country that we hopefully don't have to deal with ever again. Couldn't agree more. Um, happy to move past that now. Um, and so uh, with that in mind, our next episode's creation date, our next normal episode's creation date is to be decided. We will be previewing the divisional round of the playoffs. Wildcard round, that's right. Um, and, and then we'll also preview the divisional round next week, but the wildcard round will be coming to you before Saturday, uh, January 9th of this year. So keep an eye on our Facebook page for an update regarding um, that and the next preview as well as the next episode. But until then, watch for ice, watch for deer, especially as we're getting into the icier, colder months of the winter. Stay safe and healthy and enjoy a very happy 2021. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by... No one, all non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.